Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Every one of us said amen. Amen. Did you bring a Bible today? If you brought a Bible, whether it be a physical Bible or whether it be a digital Bible, would you take your Bible and open it up today to Isaiah chapter 53? We are on our series about divine healing, divine healing, and we are on teaching number three of divine healing. You know, I don't know of a person who, who, who doubts that God can heal you. Most people doubt that God will heal you. It's not that he can heal you. It's that will he heal you? Or should I say, does he want to heal you? You know, they don't doubt the, the, the ability of God. They doubt the willingness of God. But I want to show you in the word of God that God doesn't only want you to be saved. God wants you to be healed. I said, God doesn't only want you to be saved. God wants you to be healed. So um, the, the text that we've been reading from is Isaiah chapter 53. This is a prophetic uh, text before Jesus died and uh, came to earth and died. But he's speaking, it's a very descriptive uh, 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 voice or very descriptive text that tells about the purpose of Jesus before he came. And it says this in verses 4 and 5. Would you look on your screens if you could? And let's read this out loud and loudly and let's fill this house with the voice of God's word today. Let's say it. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. What's that? Our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace, he provided peace, was upon him. And let's say this nice and loud. And by his stripes, we are healed. In the NIV, it says, surely he has taken our pain and bore our suffering. Now, a lot of people have taught this over the years that this is only our spiritual uh, healing, but that's incorrect. That's not that's not correct. Of course, primarily he has taken our our, our spiritual healing. And if there if there was one thing that I wanted him to provide, it would be the fact that I'm not going to hell, that I'm going to heaven, and that I have eternal life with Jesus. Can somebody say Amen? Yeah. But that's not all he provided. I said, that's not all he provided. In fact, in the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew points this out by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This exact verse, he brings it back up. And it says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick. Can you say those words? He healed all who were sick. Notice he didn't say, well, I'll heal this one. I won't heal this one. I'm trying to teach this one something. I'm trying to do something. No, he healed all that were sick. God has no problem with healing every single person in this room. Like today, done. God has no, no problem with doing that. That was his will and it still is his will. God's provided healing for every person. Just like he's provided forgiveness of sins for every person. Nobody doubts to say, has God forgiven you from all his sins? Well, I don't know. There's a couple... No, you say he's taking them all on the cross. But when you talk about sickness, people talk about, it, say it differently. Listen, on the cross, the price that Jesus paid, he didn't only pay for your sins, he paid for your sicknesses. I said he didn't only pay for your sins, he paid for your sicknesses. And I know that goes against what some people teach, but I'm just, I'm just going right out of the Bible. Now, let me show you. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, it says that he casts out 
the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So like I've said over the last couple of weeks, if it wasn't talking about physical healing, why did the Bible, why did Matthew by inspiration of the Holy Spirit point out physical healing was the fulfillment of what Jesus came for? What he came for. And then Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Can you say all his benefits? Who forgives, notice, all your iniquities. Do we, uh, the, the Bible says that one of the things he died on the cross was for our iniquities. Does any of us doubt that he doesn't want to forgive all your sins? No, he does. He wants to forgive all your iniquities. But notice, he says, who heals all your diseases. Who forgives all your sins. Who heals all your diseases. There's not one case in your life that you're even, even a sniffle all the way to tumors and cancers and stage four of whatever you're going through, that Jesus with all of my heart, if you haven't noticed. And, uh, and that's what we want to do. We want to go over that in the word. So, Lord, I pray that as we approach your word today, that you would help us to catch the, the pure word of God in the soil of our hearts. Lord, and if there's anything that's not correct in your word, teach us, correct us, help us, we pray. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, this morning as we were in worship down here, the Lord said, just spoke this little word to me about this, and it was, uh, Jason, can you just uh, he, he, can you just put the temperature up a couple of degrees? I see, I see some uh, refrigerator refrigeration going on in here, but don't fall asleep, okay? All right. Uh, the Lord just spoke these little words to me and said, uh, "Tell people not to be passive Christians." <laughs> You know what passive Christians is? I mean, I just heard those words as I was worshiping. Tell people not to be passive Christians. Passive Christians is que sera, sera, whatever may be, may be, whatever happens, happens. We're just going to sit back, and if the Lord, you know, if, it, if the Lord wants to do it, he'll do it. And if the Lord doesn't want to do it, he, then he won't do it. You know, that's not true. God wants to heal. God wants to, to save the whole earth. But is the whole earth going to be saved? No, because they have to make a decision to be saved. God wants to heal every person, but are they going to be healed? No, because there's a decision to be healed. Some people have identified with sickness in their life. In fact, I've prayed for some people, and I say, so are you going to be healed? when you're?" And they say, I don't even know what life would be like without being sick. I've been sick for so long. And I say, well, are, are you able to get used to it? I don't know. Well, then when you know, I'll pray for you. Because if you identify with the sickness more than you identify with the redemptive plan of God, you can stay sick. God will allow you to stay sick uh, and, and all of your life. God will allow someone to, to not receive him and to go to hell. He doesn't want it. That's not his plan, but he'll allow it. And so it's important for us not to be passive Christians. I remember seeing this video uh, <laughs> uh, some years ago to where there was this old lady. Um, uh, she had this purse, and she was walking down the street, you know, with her purse and some robber came by and grabbed that purse and this old lady took her purse and beat this boy to smithereens bam bam don't you take my purse and she beat this guy to smithereens why it was her purse it belonged to her do you know if we don't know that healing belongs to us we'll allow the enemy to take it away and think it's not even ours doesn't even belong to us we're just trying to get it no, listen, healing isn't something we're trying to get. Healing belongs to you. Salvation isn't something we're trying to get. Salvation belongs to you. It's something that's yours. It's something that Christ provided for you. So today, what I want to talk about is this, how to receive healing. Can somebody say how to receive healing? 
See, it's not just about the throw, it's about the catch. Someone could throw something and hit you right in the chest and not falls off your chest, and you don't hit the touchdown. It's not just about the throw, it's about receiving, right? You have to have sticky hands. You have to be able to receive. So week one, we talked about knowing your benefits. Week two, we talked about uh, that we're redeemed from the curse. Go back and listen to those. And uh, week three, today we're talking about how do I receive healing? And I'm going to give you seven things that you need to know about receiving healing. Take notes on your phone, take notes, uh, and you'll want this. You may not need it today, but you may need it next week. You may need it later this week. I can't tell you how many people the enemy has tried to attack with sickness right when I announced that I was going to start teaching on divine healing. Why? Doesn't want them to hear this. So what do you need to do? Like that old woman, you grab your purse and you beat that devil and say, get away, the healing belongs to me. Somebody say amen. Okay, so number one is this. I'm going to give you seven things. Number one, believe that healing is yours. You have to believe that healing is yours. It belongs to you. It's not something you're trying to get. It was, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm not trying to get healed. In fact, in uh, 1 Peter 2.24, he goes and says the, the same thing. He who himself in his own body uh, bore his, our sins in his own body on a tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. You don't heal. He didn't heal us when we were born again. He replaced our spirit and we became brand new. But he also brought healing to us by whose stripes we're healed. Um, believe that healing is yours. You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, I, I quoted this before, but Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Can I say, without faith, it's hard to get your healing. Don't be a passive Christian. Without A passive Christian is, let me sit back and see if God will heal me or not. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You don't ever say, let's sit back and see if God will save me or not. Right? Let, let me just sit back and see if God will save me. He won't. He already did. He makes, needs you to make the decision to say, I believe, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God's raised him from the dead, and so I'm saved. Well, how do you receive healing? Don't be passive about it and sit back and wait for God to heal you. Step up and believe. Uh, Hebrews 11:6. without faith, it's impossible to step into that to please God. For he who comes to God must what? Must what? He who comes to God must believe. In other words, if you want to receive healing, you have to believe. You have to believe. Not just sit back and say, I believe that he's going to believe. No, believe that you're going to receive. Uh, believe. You have to believe uh, th that, that he is, that he is God, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Receiving healing requires that you have active faith. I said receiving healing requires that you have active faith. Do you have active faith and believe that God not only uh, can, but God will heal you and he wants to heal you? Well, how do you believe? Well, uh, we know that the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to meditate on the word of God. If you're sick, if your family's sick, don't just sit back and wait to get well. I'm not saying you shouldn't sit back and, and get well. But what I am saying is take the word of God. Get on the offense about it. Grab the word of God. Put it in your heart. Write it out on cards. I've done it hundreds of times in my life. 
Write it out. Take the healing scriptures. Meditate. I'm going to be passing out the healing scriptures, okay? Meditate on the healing scriptures. These are the scriptures that we've been going over the last three weeks. Get them inside of your heart until they grow big inside of your heart. Write them up on your doorpost. Write them on your refrigerator. And anytime you see uh, some, you walk by healing and you quote it and you say it, you get it down into your heart. And the Bible says faith comes just like a seed that you plant and you water a seed. It'll eventually grow. May not grow overnight, but it'll grow through time. And then you begin to believe healing more than you believe the sickness and all those things. You identify with the word of God. All the scriptures we've been going over, write those things down. Don't settle. Let me say it again. Don't settle for sickness. Any sickness. Don't settle for it and say, well, the doctor said, well, whose report will you believe? I'm telling you divine healing, supernatural healing. And what is super? Well, God adds his super to your natural, and it's called supernatural, right? He adds his, his thing that he does in the spirit to what we, to our lives, and it becomes something that is more than what we can produce on our own. Again, we're on the same side as, as doctors, as the medical field. But can I tell you, don't just stop there. Come to Dr. Jesus. Come to the great physician and watch if he won't do something. Now, we're talking about believe. Believe. That's why we keep going over these scriptures. Jesus is the one who said in John 10.10, 10, the thief. Who is the thief? Come on. Who is the thief? Yeah, it's good to know who the thief is. The thief doesn't come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. Now, let me tell you the very first thing that this thief does is, in fact, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Be strong in the Lord and of the power of might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. You know what the word wiles is? Trickery of the devil. Notice he didn't say that you may be able to stand against the power of the devil. Why didn't he say that? Because Jesus, in the book of Colossians chapter 2, when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says he, he shamed him. He made a public spectacle of the devil. So it doesn't say that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It's the tricks of the devil. Why? He doesn't have power over you, but he does have tricks. And if you'll fall for his tricks, then what will happen? <laughs> He's got you, Right? And what do what do what is the trick? What does a person do that's a magician? He always look at me for a second. He always says, "Look at me," and he tries to get your attention over here while he does something over here. Isn't that right? And you're like, "I didn't even see that." Yeah, because he intentionally didn't want you to see it. He wants you to see. It. So the Bible says, "Be strong in the Lord, that you may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil." Right? And what's the very first thing that he says? Put on the whole armor of God. He says, "Put on the belt of truth." Truth. The very first thing that Satan tries to do is take truth and twist truth. If he can get you to believe that, that, that God doesn't want you to be healed, then you can't believe for healing. Faith begins where the will of God is known. I said faith starts where the will of God is known. If you don't know what the will of God is, then you can't have faith. If you didn't know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, then you can't have faith. So it's always important, even before we pray, to stop and find out what is the will of God. Can somebody say amen? What is the will of God for my life? Before we pray for healing, let's, let's pray. What is the will of God concerning what I'm about to pray? Some people pray, uh, 
And you can tell where their faith is by their prayers because they pray this kind of way. Lord, this person's a good person, and you know they've served you for so many years. And, Lord, you know they gave this, and, Lord, they gave to the orphanage. And they did. You know, we're not even praying about any of that. Now, now they did, and you appreciate all those things. But God is not going to heal you because you've done good works. Nor is God going to save you because you've done good works. Nor is God going to forgive you because you've done good works. Somebody say amen. It's all grace. The reason God's going to give you heal or heal you is because of the grace of God. The grace of God. So the first thing Satan wants to do is to steal your belief that God wants to heal you. It's the very first thing that he wants to do. But we need to stand against the wiles of the devil, who himself bore our sins, First Peter said, and by your stripes we, you were healed. Can you say, I was healed? According to the word, say this, according to the word of God, I was healed. And if I was healed, then I am healed. Yeah, I am healed. And if you just say, well, what if I don't believe it? Well, you may not believe it because you have to disassociate with the things you've been taught that haven't been in line with the word of God. You have to come back to the word of God and know that the word of God teaches that you were healed and that healing belongs to you. Uh, you can, listen, let me use these words. You can name it and claim it. Now, some people says, name it and claim it. Is this all about name it and claim it? Well, you can't name and claim things that God hasn't already provided for you. I said you can't name and claim things that God hasn't provided for you. In other words, you can name and claim salvation. Somebody say amen. amen. But if you don't know that he's healed you, you can't name and claim healing. Right? I know that people say, well, I believe, you know, you can just name and claim anything you want, you know. And so some people, you know, I'm name and claiming that guy's wife. <laughs> you can't name and claim some guy's wife. God hadn't given you. God gave that wife to that, that person, Right? I name and claim that. I've heard people, you know, they see some, some uh, fat Mercedes blowing down. They're rolling on this Mercedes. They say, I name and claim that Mercedes. You can't name and claim that Mercedes. That belongs to them, right? You can't just name and claim anything. But what you can name and claim is something God's already provided for you, something God's already given to you. Amen? So do you believe? Somebody said, do you believe in naming and claim it? Absolutely. But you have to make sure that it's things God's provided for you. Amen? I think we all believe that, right? And so, but we have to believe. Number two is this, demand. Demand. Uh, use the name of Jesus against the devil and demand that sickness and disease leave. You hear times that we're in, right after worship, I'll come up and I'll pray. And I say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Do you know I'm not praying right there? I'm calling sickness, and I'm saying sickness. I'm speaking to sickness, and I'm saying sickness, leave. Do you know that when you see Jesus' ministry, who was an example to us, he didn't always pray about sickness and disease. When you see the first apostles in the Bible, they didn't always pray about sickness. In fact, many times they didn't pray. You know what they did? Uh, remember the gate beautiful in uh, Acts chapter 3 when uh, Peter and John walked by this guy and he looked up and he said, silver and gold I have not, but such as I have I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. He commanded the guy to be healed. He didn't say, Jesus, would you heal him? He's a good man. He's by your temple. He's by your presence, Lord. He's by your presence, Lord. God, just come down and heal him. He's not going to do it didn't even pray for the man he just said hey get up and walk and he said and take up your bed in other words take up your bed you're not going to come back and lay here tonight some people want to get healed but then they're going to go back to their bed 
Why? Because they don't have anywhere else to sleep. What do you do? Take up your bed. Take up. Don't, don't, don't come back and settle in the same place you were. Be prepared for change in your life. Rise, take up your bed and walk. In John 14, 13, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Notice the word whatever. Sounds like a blanket statement. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Notice, and he says, and just in case you didn't get that, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That word ask is a very bold, uh, you know, in the original, it's, a, it's very bold. It's like a, it, it's like a command. It's, it's a strong request. It's not just, Lord, I, I wish, I wish. No, he's saying, you come and ask boldly. You come and ask, and, you, and why can you be bold about it? Because you know the Lord's already provided it for you. You're not trying to change God. God's already made a decision. You're just coming and saying, God, I, I, I stand in alignment with your will, and I ask, and if you ask anything in my name, what did Jesus say? He'll do it. Did Jesus say, if you ask anything in my name, I might do it? What did he say? If you ask anything in my name, I what? I will do it. What does that mean? When the guy came up and said, if you're willing, make me, make me clean or heal me, what did he say? I'm willing. Right? He said, I will. Ask and I will. I'm willing. I'm trying to tell you this morning, the Lord is willing to heal you. Ask. Pray bold prayers. Don't pray wimpy prayers. People who don't have faith pray wimpy prayers. Pray bold prayers. And if you don't have a bold prayer to pray, don't pray. Meditate the word. Say the word out loud until the word grows up in your heart, and then, and then pray, and you'll pray bold prayers. You'll get results with bold prayers. Notice whatever. Notice also he says whatever you ask. He didn't, he didn't say ask God to ask. Or ask someone else to ask. See, a lot of people want others to do the work for them. There's times I've come up to people and I've and they've said, "Hey, would you pray for me?" And I say, "For what?" And they say, "For for uh, you know, I'm I'm sick and I just need you to pray for me." And I say, "Let me ask you a question. Have you prayed?" I haven't even prayed. I'm not going to do your work for you. And here's the reason why. It's not that I mind doing it for you. It's that if I have to do it for you today, I'll have to do it for you tomorrow. I want you to learn how to pray bold prayers and find out the will of God and catch it so that you can, uh, you, you know, so that you can receive that from the Lord. I remember it was uh, several months ago. I called and I needed wisdom about something and I wasn't catching anything and I was thinking about it and I just hadn't caught anything. And I called a, a spiritual uh, a father of mine and I called him up and I said, hey, I just, he said, is there anything I can pray for you about? I said, yeah, actually, I need wisdom concerning this. Can you pray for, for this? And just give me some wisdom on this. And right as I said it, right as I said it, inside of my heart, the Lord, the, the, the Lord spoke to me. I didn't hear any audible voice, but the Lord spoke to me and said, you didn't even pray about it. And I just said to him, hey, I apologize. You don't need to pray about that. He said, oh, okay. And I said, and because I, I hadn't even prayed about it yet. I don't want them to pray about something, do the work for me. I'm going to pray about it. So you know what I did? I got off the phone. As soon as I got off the phone, I stopped and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do about that? And as soon as I pray, I've been troubled about that, asking the Lord about that. I mean, for days, I didn't know what to do. As soon as I asked the Lord, you know what happened? He dropped in my heart what to do. And, I, and, and so I, I called him back up. I said, hey, by the way, I didn't need you to pray because the Lord gave me the answer. And this was the answer. He said, well, that sounds, you know, I'll, I'll confirm it. That sounds right to me. But the Lord wants you to pray. Notice whatever you ask, he says. 
It's so easy, listen, when you get sick to run to someone else and say, would you pray for me? To get on the phone and say, would you pray for me? But listen, God wants you to pray. All throughout the book of Acts, they would say many times, they would say, uh, be healed, rise up, uh, take up your bed, walk. Jesus would say that. And notice they would say it to sickness and to the devil. To sickness and to the devil. There's many times where someone's going through something and I'll stop to pray for them and I'll just take a moment to sense what the Holy Spirit is saying. And oftentimes I don't even pray. I just say in the name of Jesus, you, you, you demonic spirit, you leave them alone in Jesus' name. Now, did I pray? No, I didn't pray. I didn't ask God for anything. I, 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 I said it in the name of Jesus. But does that mean you don't pray? Well, of course you pray course you pray too but there's many times where you just need to say to it say what say the will of God say what God's already provided state your rights in the name of Jesus you can break the power of the devil over your life you can break the power over the of the devil over your loved ones those who are fighting things don't just talk about them in fact don't talk about them Break the power of the enemy by declaring the word of God declaring them free declaring them healed can I tell you, there's just as much power today in the name of Jesus as there was when he walked the earth. I said there's just as much power in the name. Sometimes we go, I just wish Jesus was here. No, Jesus already came and broke the power of the devil, and then he said, and I give you my name. What does that mean? My authority. It means that you, the, way, the works that you saw me do, Jesus didn't say, take a picture because you'll never see him again. No, he said, the works that you saw me do, You'll do also, and greater works shall do these, because I go to my Father. And he gave us the name of Jesus. All authority has been given me, so I give you my name. That's why you use the name of Jesus. Don't use your name. <laughs> use his name. Somebody say amen. Amen. The name of Jesus unlocks the door. Number three, ask. Ask. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus for healing. We're talking about ways to receive healing. I'm giving you seven of them. Number one, do you remember what that was? Believe. Believe that healing's yours. Number two, demand, right? Use the name of Jesus against the devil, sickness, disease. Number three, ask. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus for healing. John chapter 16, verse 23 says, In that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Does Jesus sound reluctant to give us prayers well no if we're praying according to the will of God of course he wants to see those prayers come to pass whatever you ask the father in my name he'll give you until now you've asked me nothing ask and you will receive ask who what do you say in the word ask who ask the father in whose name so what do you say how would you pray that prayer you'd say father come on say it father in the name of Jesus, I ask you for, say it with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you for, and what does the Bible say? He'll give it to you. Wait, are you sure? What about, I'm not talking about what about. We don't, let the word of God interpret the word of God, not your experience. Come back to Jesus' words and find out what he said. Jesus is always, always. Jesus just doesn't teach this percentage type thing with healing. 
or with forgiveness or with, with, the, with his love or with deliverance. He doesn't say, you know, most of the time, sometimes, if it be my will, I, he doesn't do it. You, you won't read it in the Bible. You don't read it in the book of Acts. We came up with that. Religion came up with that. He comes and he says, ask the Father in my name and I'll give it to you. Ask and you will receive that your joy will be full. Number four, anoint. Can you say the word anoint? What does anoint mean? Well, anoint just means to rub in or pour off, pour out, pour out. Like you anoint, you know, you anoint someone. If you if you have a scab or something and it's all dry, you might take you might take some oil and you anoint your you rub it in, right? And you anointed it so that it's not dry and brittle and cracking anymore. You anoint. Well, the Bible says in the book of uh, so an, get anointed with oil according to James five fourteen. Uh, James five fourteen says, "Is anyone among you sick?" Let him call. Can you say those three words? Let him call. Notice he didn't say let the brother call. Let the mother call. Let the spouse call. He said let him call. If you're sick, humble yourself. Call for the elders of the church. And he says, and let the elders pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. What is that name? What's the name of the Lord? In the name of Jesus. Notice it all comes back to the name of Jesus. Why? Because the authority has been given to Jesus, right? In the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith might save the sick. Is that what it says? And the prayer of the faith, faith will save the sick if the Lord wills. Is that what it says? What does it say? Will save the sick. Why? Because God's convinced about healing. He's not trying to say, you know, I'm not sure if that's sickness. I'm not sure if God wants you to be saved. Oh, no, no, no. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Who raises him up? The Lord. Who prays the prayer of faith? You do. Then why do we say, Lord, I just pray that you would, uh, you would bind Satan, and you would come against this sickness, and you would. No, he says if you'll do it, he'll heal you. If you'll do it, he'll raise, he'll raise you up. But we have to do it. Why? Because we're humans on this earth and authority has been given to us. Jesus said, all authority I give to you. In my name, do these things. And as you do it, he'll do it, right? Is it your power doing it? No, it's your authority doing it. It's really Jesus' authority. That's why you use his name, right? But it's his power that's bringing it to pass. So he says here, let him call for the elders of the church and the elders will anoint him with oil, pray the prayer of faith, will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Notice that the Lord doesn't only heal you, but he'll, he'll forgive you of sins. Uh, you know what that shows? It shows sometimes sickness can be attached to sins. Sometimes sickness stays on your body because maybe there's something that you're out of alignment with. I'm not saying that, that if you're sick, you're in sin. But I'm saying that sometimes you could see, and if he's committed sins, he didn't say, and because he's committed sins. No, he said, if he's committed sins, what will happen? The sins will be forgiven. In other words, you might come and say, I'm not worthy. I've been in a, uh, I, I have known people who've been in adulterous relationships who have become very ill and very sick, and they've come and asked for healing. And they said, I, I, want, I want to pray for healing. And at the same time, I want to repent of this adulterous relationship. I've been sleeping with someone that's not my wife. And I need you to pray for me. But man, a sickness has come upon me. And I don't know. And you know what I've said? Okay, then we're going to believe right now that the Lord's going to heal you and forgive you. 
and that every spirit that's tried to attach itself is going to be, you're going to be freed from right now in the name of Jesus. Will you believe that with me? I can believe that together. And what's happened? I've anointed them. I've prayed for them. And they've been healed and they've been forgiven all at the same time. Why? The Lord's not going to allow you to show up to the doctor's appointment and, you know, one thing's wrong and he's going to say, make an appointment for the other thing. He wants to take care of all of it. Forget not all his benefits. Amen? The Lord wants to take care of all of it. I grew up in a church where we prayed every single service. We had elders that sat in the front row with anointing oil. And, and the pastor would always pray, say this. He was sick among you. Let him call for the elders of the church. And let him anoint him royal. And the prayer of praise for pray, faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he commit his sins, it will be forgiven. I, I mean, every single service. And people come up, got anointed with oil. I've seen people healed of paralysis, of brain damage, of tumors, of cancers, of divorce, of, I mean, of thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. I mean, you'd see over the years, thousands of people being healed. Why? Just out of this one scripture. <laughs> but who had to do it? You had to call for the elders of the church. There's times where I've had a wife call me and say, hey, I need you to pray for my husband because they're sick. And I said, can I ask you a question? Would you mind your husband calling me? Well, he didn't want to call you. Well, you know, the Bible says, uh, let him call <laughs> for the elders. So I don't mind coming. I'll come. But there's something about if he'll call, I just think there's something about his faith. You know, and if they can, they'll do it. Uh, again, I'm not trying to put him through extra work. I'm just trying to say there's something, there's something about faith about them calling. So let him call for the elders of the church. And what will happen? The Lord will raise him up. Number five, agree. Agree. Uh, pray and come into agreement with another believer about your healing. I said pray and come into agreement with another believer about your healing. It's sort of like it just reinforces what you believe. Somebody say amen. Jason. That air, thank you. Yeah, now it's hot. Maybe you're not hot. Maybe you're perfect. Yeah, I'll, that's the last time I'll say something about that today. Okay, uh, okay. Um, I'm just getting stirred up about this maybe. Okay, maybe I need some healing today. Okay, I have it. Uh, agree. Pray and come into agreement with another believer about your healing. James 5.16. We just read James 5.14 and 15, but James 5.16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Someone says, is this a Catholic church? <laughs> Going back into a confessional? <laughs> pray, and, pray and confessional with one another? No, the Bible says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another and let me tell you this is how i believe it this is how, what i believe the word believes god's the one who forgives your sins but healing will come through relationships healing will come through saying would you pray for me let me uh well i'll tell you a story in just a second but uh that you may be healed for the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much elijah was a man can you say the words elijah was a man See, I think sometimes we look at, uh, it didn't say Elijah was a superhero. It didn't say, uh, these people in the Bible, we look at them as superheroes. Superheroes are things, we, they're not us. But what did he say? Elijah was a man. And what did he do? He, he had a nature just like ours. He put his pants on. I don't know if he put, maybe he wore a big robe. I don't know. But uh, uh, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it didn't rain for three years and six months. Then he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. But what was Elijah? Yeah, so what is he saying? He's saying, pray for one another. And by the way, Elijah was a man. What's he saying? He's saying, don't, you don't need a superhero to go to. You don't need a, the, the healing evangelist to come in town. Sometimes you just need a brother or sister. 
Sometimes you just need a, a person that you even know mess that's going on in their life. But they're a man. They're a woman. And they have the word of God. And they can agree with you. Amen? And what will happen? Well, he says that you may be healed. That you may be healed. And um, he says, uh, confess your trespasses to one another. That you may be healed. Notice your trespass. No, notice he attached some sin or something he was doing wrong to healing as well. Right there. Because I said sometimes, sometimes sickness is holding on to you because you're in, in the middle of a sin. And you need to let go of that sin. Somebody say amen. You need to give that sin to the Lord and that sickness will release its grip. Why? It can't have a hold on you. Right? Jesus said, Satan has nothing in me. And nothing to hold on, no handles to hold on to. No grip to hold on to. So what do you need to do? Well, uh, and I'm not, here's what I'm not saying. If sin doesn't come to your mind, I'm not saying go deep and find out the sin. Let me tell you, if there's a sin that, that the Holy Spirit is bothered with or that your spirit is bothered with, you'll know it. Just get in the presence of God. You'll know it. And if it doesn't come up, then, then, you're, then you're all right. Right? But if it does come up, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Deal with any of the sin. God forgives sins. We see him healing coming through prayer. And Elijah was a man. But then in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus said... Again, I say to you, Matthew 18, 19, and 20, if two of you agree, say the word agree, on earth, we're on earth, right? So they're, okay, I can find two people. I can find two people that agree most of the time. On earth, concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father. Now, I've heard some people teach uh, that this isn't talking about prayer. This is just talking about agreement, like if we agree on something. But notice he says, concerning anything they ask. What's the word ask? It's prayer, <laughs> right? Concerning anything they ask together, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Notice God's always, always. You don't read this 95% of the time. Sometimes it might be done. If God has a different purpose, it might be done. No, it will be done. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. I remember last year, I was right before we were about to get into this building, and I was praying about this building, about uh, we were meeting at East High School, and we were doing setup and takedown every week, and uh, the Lord opened up an opportunity to get this building, but there had to be probably 50 to 100 things that lined up perfectly to get it. Some people would look at it and say, I just don't know if it's going to happen. I just saw them all lining up and saying, if this is what God's saying, and I believe it is, I believe they're going to line up and they're going to happen, but I remember about two weeks, we were right coming up to uh, a juncture, uh, 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 something in the road to where I knew it was either going this way or it was going that way. I woke up at probably about two to three in the morning. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was two or three in the morning. I'll get up early in the morning, not that early to pray. And, uh, and I, and I, and I, I felt this pressure, I felt this pressure on my chest. I started breathing, you know, heavy. And I, we, we were facing this, uh, we were facing this decision and all the things. And I had a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of decisions come on. But I felt this pressure and I just said, well, Lord, <laughs> if I have any cares, cast all my cares over on the Lord. I do it often. I don't have a care in the world. Cast them all on the Lord. I said, well, if there's any sin, I checked my heart. Is there anything that the Lord's I'm out of, of obedience in. I just said, well, Lord, I don't know of anything that comes up, but if there's anything, I just give myself to you. I have no reason to have pressure. Cast all my cares over on him because he's the one who's taking care of everything. But it didn't leave. In fact, it got heavier. And I sensed it was demonic. 
I mean, it was a pressure it, to the point to where my, my heart started beating really fast. And I thought, well, man, am I having a heart attack? Man, am I something with my, you know, blood sugar? Something with my, so I went and drank some water. You know, do I have indigestion? You know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I, and I mean, it went on for a few more minutes and I'm walking around the house praying the spirit. Lord, I don't know what it is. I remember back my father-in-law uh, had had some things that happened some, you know, a uh, couple years back, some years back to where he had something early in the morning and got rushed to the emergency. And I thought about that. I thought, man, do I need to call the emergency? You know, I'm a man. Elijah was a man. I'm, I'm a man. I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out. Lord, what do I do? And the Holy Spirit, just something dropped in my, in my heart. Go wake Tiffany up. And I thought, I'm not going to wake Tiffany up. Lord, you, ever, you never wake Tiffany up. <laughs> she's a bear. You wake her up, she's going to scratch me, man. <laughs> it's, two, it's about 3 in the morning. She get out of my room. <laughs> you know. I said, no, I'm not going to wake her up. So I just kept praying about it. In the name of Jesus, I just would release all this, and I just went on. I said, I'm just going to move on. That's the devil. I'm going to move on. And that didn't go away. It got stronger to where I started getting really concerned. Only thing that came back to me was, go wake Tiffany, Tiffany up and have her agree with you. I thought, Lord, I don't want to wake her up. You wake her up. Have her come down here. You wake her up. I ain't waking that woman up. I've woken her up in the middle of the night before. I ain't getting nothing. <laughs> I mean, there ain't no prayers. <laughs> it ain't going to work. She's, she's out. She's, with, she's in heavenly places or something. <laughs> but that's the only thing that came to me. And honestly, I got really concerned. So I went up upstairs. I thought, do I do it? In the, do I put on all the lights? What do I do? So I just came up and I said, Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany, she doesn't snore. But Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany, Tiffany. She, what, what, what are you doing? What, what's wrong? You okay? Are you okay? What's going on? Are you okay? I said, hey, 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 hey just, just, I need you to get up with me. I have this pressure on me. And I knew it was related to this building. I said, I have this, and it's demonic. It's not sickness, it's demonic. I think the enemy is trying to either kill me or something or make me afraid or something. It's demonic, and, and, I, and I felt like I was supposed to wake you up. Oh, okay. What, say it again. What happened? You know, I tell her that, and I said, I just need, I need you to pray for me. I just felt like I was supposed to pray. So she gets out of bed and came, and I just kneeled down right by her bed. I kneeled down right, right here, and uh, I kneeled down, and she comes and lays her hand on my back. She said, in the name of Jesus, all this pressure, you just leave. Can I tell you just within about, I think it was about five to eight minutes, I mean, just left. All of it left and didn't come back. I mean, left months, 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 months ago. And I didn't, didn't sense anything. Now, why couldn't I have done that? I don't know. But I do know that the Lord told me to do that and my, the obedience, there's something about the, the Bible says that, that there, we're heirs together in the grace of life. And how can one put a thousand to flight and two put ten thousand? Don't be so proudful, prideful, that you can't, that you don't know that there's some power between you and your spouse, or power between you and another uh, loved one that you can't just that will agree on the word. The power of agreement. And I can tell you, if I hadn't woken her up, I don't know if I'd have died. And I know I'm being extreme about that, but I'm just saying I knew there was something that was demonically broken in the spirit. And Satan loosed his grip, took his hand off it. I haven't felt it since. People said, I bet you're under a lot of pressure with the building. I'm not. 
I was for about an hour, <laughs> middle of the night, but we broke it. I'm talking about agree. If, if two or three would agree concerning anything they ask, it'll be done. I don't know why it happened that way, but it happened. Number six, I have two more. Number six is receive. Receive healing through the laying on of hands. Jesus said before he left, Mark 16, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will uh, cast out demons, speak with new tongues, take up serpents. By the way, uh, if they drink anything deadly, it'll know by harm them. He's saying deadly disease will go around them. These signs will follow them that disease. I just relate that to COVID too. And all the stuff, deadly disease, if they drink anything deadly, any type of deadly disease, any type of things, it, go, it goes right around my home, goes right around my family. I don't say that for any condemnation if you've, if you've had uh, that, but let me just tell you, no disease needs to touch your family. Don't say out of your mouth, well, it's flu season and we catch it every year. No, don't say that. If you're going to say anything, say, well, it's flu season, goes around my house every year, flies over me every year. Just start saying it, amen? Why? Because God wants you to be healed. God wants you to walk in divine healing. But he says, these signs will follow them that believe. And the, notice the very last thing. They will lay hands on the sick and they might recover. Does he say that? Most of the time they'll recover. If it's God's will, they'll recover. No, it's always, always. Lay hands on the sick and what will happen? They'll recover. They'll recover. Signs will follow believers in Jesus' name. Notice, in my name. They will do these things, cast out demons. Notice in my name, they will speak with new tongues. By the way, Acts didn't come up with tongues. Notice Jesus said right here, one of the signs that will follow them that will believe is they'll speak with new tongues. Jesus was telling something that was about to come. These signs will follow. In Jesus' name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It doesn't say that you'll heal the sick. No, God will heal the sick. But you do need to lay the hands on them. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to heal them. No, but you do have hands. And you can lay hands on someone. And you can pray in the name of Jesus that they be healed. And what will happen? If you believe it, Jesus said they will what? They will recover. I'm talking about how to receive Healing. They will recover. Well, what if I'm not healed? Someone says, what if they don't get healed? Well, if you were healed, you wouldn't have to believe it, right? You'd just, uh, you'd see it manifested. It would already, they would already be walking in healing. That's why he said these signs will follow them that believe. Believe what? Believe what you don't see. <laughs> believe the word of God over the circumstance, Right? If you'll take the step of faith and believe that it's done and receive it, receive that healing happened at that point, what will happen? It will be done. Notice you receive it now, but it will be done. You'll see it manifested, but it's already done right there in the spirit. And when was it done? It was done when you prayed. Something changed when you prayed. You go to the doctor, right? The doctor gives you some medicine. They say, take this three times a day. You'll start feeling better by this afternoon. And you go, really? You walk out of the, you go to get in your car and you think, I already feel better. Why do you feel better? Because you already started recovery process. Are you fully healed? No, but I'm in recovery mode. When you get prayed for, if you'll receive healing, let me tell you, healing's already begun. Is it perfect yet? Not perfect yet. Most of the time it's not. But I'll tell you what, I started the recovery process. I already feel better. Why? I got prayed for. They shall recover. Somebody say amen. amen. Talking about healing to before someone will pray. 
before I'll pray for somebody. They say, I, I want you to pray for me. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to pray for you. But after I pray, when are you going to be healed? Well, I don't know. Whenever the Lord. No, the Bible says that when I pray, believe that I receive in Mark 11, 24. Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe you receive. Mark 11, 24. When you pray. When are you supposed to believe you receive? When you pray. But most people want to believe they receive when they get it. Right? Believe you receive when you get it. No, believe you receive when you pray. So when someone, you come and have hands laid on you, you pray, someone prays for you, and you say, I believe I receive healing now. I don't feel anything different. That's why I believe. I'm believing, right, that I receive it. And what happens? Recovery starts. And then number seven, number seven, oh, let, let me just say something about a point of contact. There's something about a point of contact when someone lays hands that's powerful. Remember the woman with the issue of blood that she said in her heart, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. What was she saying? If I can have a point of contact, I'll be made well. She believed she received that the point of contact was going to initiate healing in her life. So there's something about believing that, okay? Believing that with, when hands are laid on you. And then last of all, number seven is this, gifts. Receive healing through spiritual gifts. There's people who walk in these spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, it says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. In other words, you don't get spiritual gifts. People don't get spiritual gifts for themselves. They get them for other people. There's nine manifestation, uh, manifestations or gifts of the Spirit, and the Spirit gives it to individual as he wills. You can't, uh, you can't uh, work, turn them on and turn them off. I know people say, I have the gift of. No, you don't. You don't have the gift of healing. You can operate in the gift of healing. You can operate in the gift of wisdom. You can operate in the gift of the word of knowledge. You can operate in the uh, working of miracles, but you don't have that gift. The Bible says it's the spirit, and he gives it as he wills. And there's people who operate in those gifts quite often, so they can say, I flow in that gift quite often, but it's, not, it, it, it's something that I, it's the Holy Spirit's gift. Do you see that? So he says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 9, to another faith by the same spirit and to another the gifts of healings. Well, what is the gift of healing? The gifts of healings is a supernatural manifestation of healing power through one individual to another. It's the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he says by, in verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. Notice it's as the, as the Spirit wills. What I like to think about the gifts of the Spirit is like turbo mode. You can drive along in a car and you're going along, but then you click in turbo and it's like, boom, I mean, you just, you have extra turbo, but you don't drive in turbo. Do you know that some people, I gave seven things here. Some people just want to skip over all six and get to the seventh and just follow a healing evangelist or follow this or follow that person and just say, I just want to live on turbo. But they're always hit and crash, go and crash. The first three of the seven that I just gave you really have to do with you and you alone. And probably you can live the majority of your life with just you and your faith believing the word of God and watching healing come. But the other four will come and, and, and when it comes down to it, if you need the turbo mode, he's also got the turbo mode. When you see these gifts in operation, let me tell you, you need to receive it. Everybody, would you bow your heads right now online in the balcony? Would you just bow your heads right where you are? Um, and I'm going to pray for healing for you right now. I gave you seven things, seven things. Believe, demand, or ask. Uh, ask the Father. 
anoint, get anointed with oil, agree, prayer of agreement, receive when you, when you pray, and then the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit, I believe, will come into operation as they're needed and as they're um, welcomed. But I pray right now for healing for every individual right now. Anyone who's settled for sickness, anyone who's listening by podcast, anyone who's watching online, anyone who's settled for sickness and bought into the lie of the enemy that maybe God wants me to keep this sickness. Right now, we come against the wiles of the devil. God doesn't want you to be in sickness any more than he wants you to be in sin or in bondage. He came that you may have life and have it to the full, full life. So I pray for supernatural healing for every person right now. Would you do this? Everybody, just put yourself in a position to receive. Just put yourself in a position to receive. Remember, it's not just about the prayer. It's about the receiver. And in the name of Jesus, I declare, I say, be healed in Jesus' name. Every sickness, every disease, be healed. Headaches, be healed. Migraines, be healed. Anxiety, be healed in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Lord. Now let's say this out of our mouth. Say, by his stripes, I am healed. Say this, sickness and disease, you have no right to stay in my body. Leave now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And would you say this with me today? If you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, anybody who's listening, just say this. Jesus, I open my heart to you. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take away all of my sins. From this day forward, I call myself a believer. Thank you that I'm a Christian. In Jesus' name. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.